You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 21. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, David Rail. David describes himself as a dad, problem solver, software creator, and productivity expert. David is also host of the podcast Developer on Fire, which he started in 2015 as a way of stepping outside of his comfort zone. So David, maybe you can expand on that brief bio. Absolutely. So, you know, the the first thing that comes to mind, well, it is the first thing in the bio as well, is, is, is uh, I'm a dad, right? That That is the thing that uh, consumes most of my thoughts and most of my being while I'm not writing code or talking to developers. So uh, that's that's just what I love to do. I remember at one point I had a coworker told me that he couldn't lose any weight because the people he hung around with on the weekends caused him to drink too much beer. And my <laughs> response was, you know, well, the people I hang around with on the weekends caused me to eat too many animal crackers. So that, that's kind of, uh, you know, it, it, my kids are a lot older now, and that's not the case anymore. But that, that's really uh, the, the thing that's the biggest deal to me, whether it's coaching my kids' soccer teams or, or I suppose it'd be football for, for most of the world, um, and, uh, and just enjoying them and, and having experiences with my kids. That's the thing that uh, just gets me going more than anything else. Yeah. Can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and probably don't? Well, I think there's there's probably several things that uh, several directions I could go here. One is uh, simply just take action, right? That's the thing that really held me back the longest time in my career was that I had all of these things to offer to the community, and I f- kept telling myself I should be giving talks at conferences, I should be blogging, I should be doing something to put some value out into the community, and yet I, I you know I would go down to the office, come home, you know, drink a beer, watch a game, and and that was the extent of it. And take action, right? Do something. Get yourself out there is probably the biggest thing that I can share. And related to that is punch fear in the face. That's kind of been my mantra since I've started doing the podcast is that, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been afraid to put myself in front of people to interact with humans. I, I've always, I, I keep saying it over and over again that I, I, I told myself this story that I was good at machines, but not good at humans. And that limited me so much. And when I finally decided that, no, I can talk to humans, even if they are our programmers whose humanity might be questionable <laughs> sometimes, right? Uh, you know, but uh, just interacting with humans, it's, it's a big deal. And step out of that comfort zone, like, like you know, the bio said as well, is, is such a big deal, right? It, it's easy to say, I'm a programmer, I turn requirements into code. Uh, but that's, that's really selling ourselves short. So that, that, I think that's probably my biggest career tip is to, to take action, go for it, and don't let your fear hold you back. Sure. Do you think people tend to think about their careers very much, I suppose, limited in terms of what they look at? If these are my responsibilities for what I'm supposed to do at work, that is all I will do. They don't look beyond those boundaries. 
I think that's true, whether it's in the office itself where you have a suggestion for maybe a way that a process could work better or you know a way that a business could do something differently, and instead you say, well, that's not really my place, right? I'm here to deliver some feature. Uh, yeah, you, you sell yourself short and you sell the business that you serve short. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that is absolutely something that holds back a lot of tech professionals who think that, hey, I, I have a special expertise and the things outside of that are not in my wheelhouse. Well, you know what? You're, you're as human as anybody else and, uh, and just get out there and do it. Yeah. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? So I think that I've had some some really ugly experiences in the office. Some some things, uh, you know. There's uh, some of my coworkers. We used to call it the day the database died, right? When uh, there was, you know, the, the the database went down. There were no good backups, and just the you know the 18 hour days for three days straight that that ensued to try to recover that thing. And I think that's a place I could go to tell you about that. But I think uh, even more fundamental than that, even even more tragic, right? I mean, it, I, I think. Um, what I told you more about my personal life and myself, right? I, I centered it on my kids, and I think that's really important. And there was a time when I kind of lost sight of that. I was I was working a full-time job as a software architect, and I was designing a system and doing a lot of implementation and working on these things. And I also had this side project that I was working on where I was uh, trying to create a business of my own and, and do some of those things. And I just... I got so consumed with doing those things that I would, you know, I would go put in a full day at work and then I would come home and sit down in front of my PC at home and just, just, you know, keep writing code and trying to make this side thing work. Yeah. And it, it took my, my mom intervening, right? My, my mom had to have the guts to tell me, dude, you're messing up, right? She told me that I was not giving my kids the attention that they needed. And, um, you know, it, it's one thing to, to know that I, I did that, right? That, that I was, I was letting my kids not be the focus of my life, but for it to have to come from somebody else, right? That I put, uh, that I put my mom in the position where she felt like she needed to, to, to step out and do that and, and not knowing how I was going to react, right? That is, um, it, it's a painful thing for me to think that I could have lost my priorities in that, that way. So I, I think that's probably my lowest moment was, was that I, you know, I, I put software ahead of my family and that, uh, you know, it's, it's a shameful thing, but I think it, it's a lesson that I've, that I've learned and take forward. And I, I really want to make sure that, that my kids matter to me. Sure. So how did you rebalance your priorities? What did you do? Well, I, th I think the the wake up call really was was my mom, right? I mean yeah. that that was the the big thing in realizing that hey, you know, somebody else is observing that I was completely out of whack. Uh, the the other thing too was that um, I I started to feel some burnout in in this in this cycle of that I just wanted to deliver, and ultimately I, I started to you know I had really never slipped any dates on anything before, and then I started having some I just wasn't getting things done, and so it really. Really, I, I, I don't know, it may have been the burnout more than anything that finally caused me to just say, you know what, this is not worth it at all. And I had to let this side project just, just go and let it slide. And, and, and then, I mean, it was, it was still hard to, to go to the office and, and do the regular job. But, but that was, uh, once, I, once I stopped just you know, spending every waking moment on trying to, to make this website work, then uh, you know, just it got a little bit of space and some air to breathe, and, and I really was able to appreciate you know, the family life again. Yeah. Moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success? 
um, and how you were able to achieve that? So, you know, I think there's several examples here of things that could happen, right? Delivering projects on short schedules, some artificial timelines that seemed impossible at the time. I think those are huge successes. But I think the thing that really is the the biggest thing in my career is is podcasting, right? Yeah. That that I took action, that I went out there and I I decided that there was something that I wanted, right? I wanted to have a a podcast that was about software professionals, but not about software itself. That there was, I wanted to hear something that told the stories of programmers and kind of shared the human side, the human element, focused on delivering value and uh, really just featuring programmers and showing that they are people sharing, you know, their lessons and experiences. It wasn't there. And I kind of took, you know, the, the advice of Gandhi to heart, right? That, uh, be the change that you want to see in the world. And, and I went out there and created it. And, uh, you know, I've, you know, gone from zero subscribers, right? In the beginning that I was just speaking into a microphone and hoping that somebody would one day listen. Re- really, my, my intent in the whole thing was not to become a, you know, a, a, a known name or anything like that. I just wanted to toil in a little less anonymity. And and just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. And you know, now I've got this community built up around the show, and uh, people tell me that it matters what I do. Right? Uh, you know, I've received emails from people saying that uh, you know that they wanted to to quit software, and that uh, just listening to some of the stories on my show turned their career around. Right? And it got them out of that that ugly place where where they just didn't like their job anymore, and got them lit up again uh, to to do the things that they do. And, uh, you know, to hear things like that, it, it's, it's so rewarding. And, you know, I went to Oslo for a conference last year, not, not this, not this summer, but, the, but last summer. And, uh, it, I, I, as I came off the stage giving my talk, a, a woman came up from, from the crowd and wanted to take a picture with me, right? And, and <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it's, it's just remarkable for, for things like that to be happening to me, right? You know, the, yeah. to, to have told myself all, all this time that I'm not so good with humans and to find out, you know what? That was wrong, right? That story that I told myself was a lie, and yeah. uh, I mean it's it's really rewarding. You know, I've had people uh, recognize me based on my my voice and my manner of speaking and things like that, and it's just uh, it, it's so cool. It's it's really uh, just a, a neat achievement to 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 expose myself to the, the criticism, and I've received some pretty harsh criticism as well, right? And, and <laughs> listening to that, but uh, all in all, it's uh, it really is the thing that I'm probably most proud of putting out there is that I have created this thing, and it's not all about me too, right? I mean, it's a collaboration with a lot of amazing geeks, and uh, it's it's just so nice to to make the connections that I have with people, and uh, it's it's so rewarding. Yeah. Um, what's the one thing that excites you about the future of a career in IT? Well, I think the the thing that's really cool these days is how the uh, the, the gatekeepers are slowly being just removed, right? It used to be that if you wanted to work in software, you had to go find a company that had a mainframe and, you know, you, there's time sharing and all of this stuff. And, you know, as as time evolves, right, the PC revolution and all of these things. Um, and, you know, nowadays with, with startups and with, uh, you know, people just creating open source software from their own home, it, it's, it seems that the, the ever 
trending evolution in software is more toward democratization, right? That it is accessible to anybody and you don't need fancy IDEs. You don't need, I mean, you need, uh, you know, a, a browser that can interpret JavaScript and a text editor and you can write software. And it's really absolutely fantastic that for free, right? Uh, you know, the, the price of, of a laptop is really all you need to be able to get into software. I think it's absolutely just thrilling. I, I think beyond that, too, the accessibility of programming. There's this thing that I, I like to give talks and some some uh, presentations and to bring up on the podcast every now and then that these services like IFTTT, if this then that, Zapier, Microsoft's got one called Flow that yeah. uh, enable that you know end users can orchestrate flows where an event in in one service like you know a, a new row in a spreadsheet in Google Docs will trigger an event that can cause you know an email to be sent or you know or or it can put something on your calendar or you know so just th- these crazy things that you can orchestrate your own workflows it's programming right you respond to an event by taking an action and uh, it's it, it's it makes it accessible to anybody in the world that they can create a software system, uh, rudimentary, of course. I mean, right? You're, you're limited in what you can do with these things, but it makes accessible to everyone the idea that you can instruct the machine to do something based on some input. And uh, I, I think it's just really exciting that, uh, that that people are able to leverage machines in ways that they never have before, and it just keeps getting better. Yeah, no, I do. I agree with that definitely. Um, okay, we're going to move into the reveal round. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? That's interesting. I think in the beginning, it was an accident. I really, I studied physics in college, and I wound up needing a job. And uh, in 1999, they would hire anybody who had a pulse to, to, to write software. It was, you know, the, the dot-com bu- bubble, right? Or I, I guess yep. th- this, was, this was the boom before the bubble burst, right? So it was uh, kind of an accident that I got a software job. Although in retrospect, some of my favorite parts of the school were when I would write programs to simulate planetary motion or some of the things that I did in physics that were coding were some yes. of my favorite parts. I didn't know why. I, I don't know why I didn't realize earlier that this was really something for me. Okay. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Oslak Hillisoy came on my show. He's the creator of Cucumber. And he said something that I just, I, I think about it all the time. He, he, he basically told me that he had this shower epiphany the day that we were doing the podcast episode. And he said, test your understanding. And I just, I, I was, I was blown away that that is, uh, that, that that was the thing he said because, uh, I mean, it really gets to the heart of Everything, right? I mean, it, it's life, the universe, and everything. It's it's core to the the principles of behavior driven development that you are trying to collaborate with uh, domain owners to to really know what the software is supposed to do. But it's also uh, so fundamental to to human interaction that when somebody says something to you, well, try to understand what they meant by it and verify, you know, restate it in your own words to get buy in that hey, we're talking about the same thing. Fundamental, great advice. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Well, I think the the lesson I've learned is that I should get myself in front of people immediately. So I think that would mean blogging and podcasting. That's something that I did not do in the beginning. And uh, from you know, knowing what I know now, I should have been doing that from day one or day zero. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Right now, I, I really... 
I have come to this shocking realization that I think I like podcasting more than I like writing code, which is something I never would have expected before. So I think at, at this moment, I'm trying to shift from being a professional developer and hobbyist content producer to uh, to flipping that, and that my career is uh, is in podcasting and, uh, and in creating content for people, and uh, that I can write code on the side. It's kind of uh, terrifying to think that that might be my future, but I think that's that's where I'm thinking I want to go. Do you think you're near that tipping point now? Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm uh, trying to experiment with some new ways. I, I, I mean, at this point, the, uh, the the sponsorship and patronage that I have on the podcast is not really coming close to paying my bills yet. But I think I have some some other ideas that might uh, might close that gap, including doing a remote conference. Is kind of the thing that I'm I'm really lit up on right now. Is is this idea? I, I kind of stole the idea from Joe Colantonio of the uh, Test Talks podcast. He did a remote conference and. Uh, really delivered an awesome experience for people. And I want to do something like that and, and hopefully be rewarded in return and, and maybe try to make this dream of being a professional content producer more real. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career to date? You know, a month ago, I probably wouldn't have told you this, but I think empathy, right? I, I think yeah. that uh, a, a lot of people recently have talked a lot about empathy. It's become kind of a popular buzzword. And until just a few weeks ago, I would have said, it's out of my reach. It's out of my grasp. I, I can reason through what other people are feeling, but I can't really feel it. Um, Andrea Goulet came on my podcast and she told me about cognitive empathy, which is really that thing that I was talking about that you can, uh, kind of, uh, use your reason to try to understand where somebody else is coming from and that that's empathy too. And I think I've come to the realization that while I, don't intuitively feel the things that other people do. I am really good at uh, trying to put myself in other people's shoes and, and to gain understanding that way. So I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's a, an excellent skill to be able to develop. I think understanding of somebody else's perspective and what it means to them is, is key to a successful career in IT. Yeah, IT and otherwise, right? Especially in a world that has just gone uh, gone mad with uh, with the way that people, uh, you know, do not like each and each other anymore because they disagree on some topic. I, I think you know, trying to just come to a place where even if we can't uh, agree on things, we can try to understand that there are valid reasons why we think the things we think. I, I think it, it, it goes a long way. Yes. Can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? So I think I would go back to the idea of comfort is the enemy of growth, which is something that I've said many times on, on my podcast, on my show, and just uh, sharing advice with people that if you are doing the same things you've always done, you fall into those patterns of comfort, uh, like I did with, with my career. Right? I stayed in, in the same job for nine years, which, uh, I mean, there were a lot of opportunities for me to grow there, but at, at some point along that spectrum, right, nine years was too long, and I needed to, to make a move just to, just to get outside and try something different. So if, you know, if you're doing the same things over and over again, maybe it's time to shake it up a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. Get out of that uh, local maximum and try to find a, a new peak to scale. So uh, get out there, punch fear in the face, and uh, get, uh, just get a little uncomfortable. It's good for you. Yeah. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Well, developeronfire.com is really the, the home for everything. 
Yes. I used to have I used to have a blog on on a different site and and the podcast was there. Now I've moved it all under that place. So um, I'm Railyard on Twitter. I don't really tweet a whole lot. It mostly just uh, shares the the new podcast episodes and I, I respond when when people tweet at me. But I don't really do a whole lot of keeping up. But uh, it, it is a good place to to get in contact with me and uh, and and please subscribe to the show. Right? I mean, developer on fire, sharing the stories of the humanity of software geeks, uh, much like what you're doing, Phil. Right? I mean, it's really not all that different. It's uh, it, it's it's the the soft part of our careers that, that uh, you know. I, I, there, there's this podcaster named uh, Jordan. Um, oh boy. Uh, Jordan Jordan Harbinger, he he has this podcast called Art of Charm, which started as kind of a uh, you know guys trying to pick up girls podcast, which was not that appealing. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's much deeper than, than that too. And he talks about how it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that's lucky for us. And I never really got that, but I think I'm starting to uh, to, to realize a little bit what he's talking about. That uh, connections are the things that are rewarding in our lives, and uh, you know beyond just the ways that people can benefit you, uh, it's it's really uh, just deep and meaningful when you get to connect with people. And so, you know, I, I think that's, uh, th- that's really special. David, thank you so much for being on the IT Career Energizer podcast. It's been great having a chat with you. Well, you're welcome, Phil, and thank you as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's great interview with David Rail as much as I did. Full show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e21. And while you're at the website, you can download your free copy of 11 Top Career Tips for IT Professionals, many of which have been previously discussed on the show. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Thomas LaRocque, Head Geek at SolarWinds. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher about the show. So until next Monday, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.